Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Happy to have you here on the show. Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora is proudly coming to you live from the beautiful greens of the Willow Street Golf Tournament, 6th Annual Willow Street Golf Tournament at the Links at Erie Village right here in central New York, and it is a beautiful day. God has given beautiful after beautiful after beautiful after beautiful after beautiful and so on days to this Willow Street Golf Tournament, and it's for a great cause. So I thank God I woke up this morning. I thank God at the sky I'm looking at right now and the weather and just how beautiful everything is. The golfers are getting set to go out. They are teeing off right now, actually, right here at 10 o'clock. And we are on the broadcast with Fantasy Football Friday. So as they're teeing off, we're talking a little bit of football. They're on the green. There's football players that have been on the green recently, a different green, but, you know, they've been going to work. The Jaguars went to work last night against the Patriots. So there's a lot to talk about. Preseason football, Mike Sofka, my co-host, is coming to us from Central Florida. We thank Mike. We have, we have put together this uh, Fantasy Football Friday over the last year plus, and it means the world to me that he does it here on the show. You can catch him on HallOfFameFantasyFootball.com. That's HallOfFameFantasyFootball.com, and the man is in the Hall of Fame for fantasy football, so shout out to his expertise. With that being said, Fantasy Football Friday, proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub, is here right now, live on location at the Wildcat. Live on location, I should say. We will be at the Wildcat later in August, and we're live on location right now at the Willow Street Golf Tournament. So with that being said, I want to bring Mike in. Mike, how you doing today? Awesome. How you doing? I'm doing very well. And, and, and Mike, you know, just what you can say about what are, what are some of those things that are sticking out to you so far right now about preseason football? Who are some of the people that you've – I mean, I know it's the preseason. I know it doesn't count. But as far as making roster spots and seeing what you got fantasy football-wise, there is some things that count. So what can you say about what you've taken away so far? Well, you got to look at what the expectation is at this point in preseason because, you know, you look, a lot of guys didn't play last night or night before. You know, nobody's really playing yet. A lot of teams aren't really showing all their cards yet. Or if a guy is playing, it's only playing a handful of downs. But this is an opportunity to see guys that might be a little bit deeper, some guys that might, uh, you know, what you want to pay attention to is not necessarily that a guy is racking up a ton of yards against the third or fourth string guy who isn't even going to be on the roster in two weeks. What you want is the guys who have that opportunity to show what they can do that might even be auditioning for another spot on another team later on. These are guys you just tuck away in the back of your head, uh, guys that you may not normally think about. I'm talking guys that are deep on the roster. Let me see if I can come up with a with a name here. Like like last last night, the uh, the guy from jeez, uh, I'm drawing a blank here. I'm sorry. As soon as I come up with that name, <laughs> I'll give it. To you. <laughs> well, you can say it like you can say Corey Grant, who's deep on the depth chart at running back for the Jaguars. He had. Eight carries for 120 yards. I don't think he's had 120 yards in his entire NFL career of all games combined. So, I mean, you could say something like that, that he had a touchdown, eight carries, 120 yards, 15 yards per carry against the Patriots. And, you know, I don't anticipate that we'll see Corey Grant that much unless it's special teams. Right, that, and that's the point I'm trying to make. So you got to take his first game especially and the last preseason game with a grain of salt. Don't overreact. 
The good news is if you tuck away some of these guys or some of these moments or some of these highlights, you know what I do? I keep a pad of paper right by the TV, and I, I click around, I watch preseason games, I'm trying to write names down. You know, they may not mean anything to me. I'll write one or two notes down about a player, and I'll just leave it on my desk by the computer there. And i got to pile these notes, I correlate them, and this way I've got my own study, my own interpretation of what this guy may or may not be able to do for one of my teams. You know, there's a, there's a tremendous thing that's going to come up the first weekend after, the first Monday after the first game's, of the season, week one, going into week two, that's a day that I like to call overreaction Monday. Because what happens is a lot of guys draft people and the guy doesn't do well the first game. So what do they do? He's a marginal guy. They see something else next year, the grass is greener somewhere else, and they drop that guy. Well, then you look at your notes, and this is the guy that you had your eye on, and maybe he'll compliment your team better because you have more patience. See, you have to win each week, but you also have to realize it's a marathon as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and and the thing is, it is a marathon, not a sprint. You have to go with the guys that are going to help you over time and going to be consistent with you. I mean, and if you can't get the Antonio Browns of the world, there's other guys like a Terrell Pryor that if he makes sense in this Washington Redskins offense is a gift that can keep on giving that you can get outside of the first, second, maybe even third round. So, you know, there are these opportunities. I mean, the New England Patriots in this game that the Jaguars won – against the Patriots on the road in Foxborough, mind you, 31-24. to 24. You know, there's LaShawn Daniels Jr. was running the ball. Uh, Deion Lewis got some work. Brandon Bolden got some work. But D.J. Foster was also out there. And then for the Jaguars, they had Corey Grant. They had Tim Cook. Leonard Fournette did get some time. He had a touchdown, nine carries, 31 yards. And, you know, T.J. Yeldon did what T.J. Yeldon does. I mean, I guess, you know, preseason is preseason for some, but not for all. T.J. Yeldon had two carries for zero yards. So, you know, Mike, I think that that's a pretty fair assessment of T.J. Yeldon as of late. Yeah, you would hope that the addition of Leonard Fournette would take some of the pressure off his shoulders and give him the opportunity to just do one thing, and that's run with the football. But it's quite evident he's just not what they ordered. But, again, in Jacksonville, I think it's a unique situation. I think they have some offensive line concerns, and I think that, you know, until they address those, I don't care who you put back there, the speed and the power in the, in the NFL, if you didn't look at Leonard Fournette's one of his first carries in practice, we got lit up by a defensive tackle. You know, this isn't, you're not the only, you're not the only fast guy on the team anymore. Everybody's fast, so the NFL can, can grind you up, and you know, T.J. Yeldon came in with a lot of expectation, a lot of glory. I remember even last year, you know, guys taking him to the top of the draft, and I was sitting there thinking, well, it makes sense. He's going to be the guy, but at what? The guy at what? You know, how big is the is the fish tank this guy's swimming in? Because fish, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of fish will only grow to a certain size based on their living surroundings. So if they're, they, won't, they won't outgrow their surroundings. So you need a guy that's going to have a large surrounding. You want guys that are going to be there and be a bigger fish than those guys in those smaller ponds. Yeah, you know, and you know, I want to go back to Leonard Fournette as as the Jaguars running back and, you know, in, in this rookie running back that they have that they got in the, uh, the top five picks of this draft. He was the number four overall picked pick in the draft. And he had made some comments here. He said after the Jaguars defeated – the Patriots in this 31-24 preseason game at Foxborough. He said, quote, it's a lot slower than I really thought in speaking about the game. He said, that's how 
I've been since I first got into the NFL. A lot of people were like, it's going to be fast, but by me playing in the SEC, that kind of helped me a lot. I think to me it was really easy. So this is him going up against another team, which obviously is not their ones. It's not the best Patriots that you're going to have out there. Tom Brady was on the sideline last night working on his footwork. So, you know, Leonard Fournette saying, hey, the game was was a lot slower than I thought it would be. The SEC prepared me for it, and I thought that it was really easy. What do you think about those comments? Well, I see where he's coming from, and in a way I agree with him. Because of the fact he played in the SEC, you know, against tough defenses against teams like Al, you know, you know, uh, Alabama teams, Florida that had good defenses, and a lot of guys that do end up going to the NFL. So it's almost like an NFL junior. But come on, Jacksonville! Come on, Jacksonville players and Jacksonville fans! I know it's in Foxborough. I know it's you know thirty-one points. But nobody played the game. Nobody was there. So good job, Leonard Fournette, one of the top picks in the draft. You're telling me you're better than the second and third teamers in New England. I should hope so. That's why they <laughs> yeah. on you. Come on, bro. Come on. Let's see what happens after week one when that bulletin board material goes around the NFL. How Fournette thinks everybody's slow. That's what it's going to get translated into. We don't need that. Here's what we need you to do. Learn your pass blocking schemes and run the heck out of the ball. Shut your mouth. Do your job. And if he does that, he's going to be successful, even with a sieve of an offensive line. It would be better if they could beef up that line, though. I, I love that. Shut your mouth and do your job. That should be. That should be the. You know, I think the tagline for for all professional athletics and and collegiate athletics. Shut your mouth and do your job. Because the thing is, once you start talking, and I'm not saying that people can't give their opinion. I'm not saying that at all. I respect the players. I. Listen, I know many of these players. There's been over a 1,000 people that have been on this show on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora and the Dan Tortora show before that. Players, coaches, staff, ADs, all that good stuff, as well as fans. And I think the the shut up and do your job because you don't want to – this is the thing. Any time in history there has been locker room material, it hasn't worked out. Whether a coach heard it somewhere and had to write it down on a piece of paper to printing it out on a piece of paper to – blowing up a picture of a Twitter feed and putting that on a piece of paper and putting in the locker room. As technology has advanced itself, nothing has changed. They put it up in the locker room. They let people know. Rashard Mendenhall made a comment to Ray Rice, who was a good friend of his, and the Steelers were playing the Ravens on Monday Night Football. And Rashard Mendenhall said to Ray Rice, texted him, said, I'm going to run all over your defense. I'm going to run all over your guys. Ray Rice, even though he's Richard Mendenhall's friend, he put it up in the locker room. Not only did Richard Mendenhall not run all over the Ravens' defense, he got hit so hard he was knocked out for the rest of the season. So to me, I think Leonard Fournette has to tread lightly. I know he was in the SEC. I know he's a number four overall pick. But anybody saying, hey, you know what, this game's kind of easy, is uh, is going to be taken as a sign of disrespect of 31 defenses around the country. Yeah, if, if he wants to know what not shutting your mouth and not doing your job is about, he can ask Colin Kaepernick. Because right now, Colin Kaepernick, and I know it's on a different level, but you know, he, he made it about him. He didn't make it about the team. You know, I was raised when I played sports and when I've done things, you're a member of the team. 
even if you're the star player, you're a member of the team. Unless you're in a solo sport, unless you're playing golf or tennis or something like that. But this is a team-oriented sport. And that's what makes teams like the Patriots so good. They indoctrinate that in their players, and their players buy into that. It's whatever is good for the team. You can't be selfish and single yourself out, whether it's politically, whether it's on the field or what have you. Everybody likes a rock star guy, but nobody likes the rock star guy that's taking all the limelight and all the efforts from everybody else and getting rewarded for them, and everybody else is standing there watching. You need to become a member of the team, and in order to be a member of the team, it's not about you. It doesn't matter how slow you think the game's going. It doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. It matters that you're a member of the team, and if all, 12, if all 53 members of the team are standing, you better be standing because you're going to stick out like a sore thumb. That's why the NFL has policies on uniform guidelines and things of that nature because there's a certain amount of pride in being on the team. But if you're selfish, you're going to say the wrong thing, you're going to do the wrong thing, and like I said, how's that working out, Colin Kaepernick? Well, and that's the thing is, you know, and, and I discussed that with one of my good friends is that, you know, the NFL teams have essentially, you know, even though they're independent organizations, they're independent franchises, none of these teams are giving them an opportunity. San Francisco let go of them, and 31 other teams have not picked him up, nor have they picked up Johnny Manziel, which they shouldn't. I mean, somebody asked me about that yesterday. They're like, Danny, what about, what about Johnny Manziel? He's still out there. And I was like, yeah, he is out there. He is out there somewhere, and I'm hoping that we can pull him back in from that strange tripping whatever's going. I mean, he's out there somewhere. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like X Files. I want to believe, and I know he's out there somewhere. So you know, it, it, it's he's a different situation. But Colin Kaepernick is essentially getting blackballed by the NFL, and you know, by 31 other teams besides the team that let him go in San Fran. I would imagine and anticipate that somebody's going to have to take a chance on him because he's not a terrible quarterback. He, I, like I said, he's not. he got figured out over the last couple of years, but he's a better option than Jay Cutler. He's a better option than Blaine Gabbert. He's a better, better option than Johnny Manziel. He's a better option than everything that San Fran has right now, and you can argue that with some of the other teams around the country as well. So... I have to imagine he's going to end up somewhere at some point. Well, there is a, and it's just rumor speculation. I don't have confirmation on this, but I've been hearing this story about that Kaepernick has turned down at least one team's offer sheet to him to keep the perpetuation of this political movement going that he's got started with protests in New York and so forth that it was for a league minimum it was backup pay for a backup position and he doesn't care to consider himself a backup and whether there's validity to that or not he's right I think that he should be considered a starter in the league or at least get more than the league minimum but at the same time you have to counterbalance that with the baggage that he brings we all have our vices we all have our problems we all have our challenges some are greater than others but when you need a tractor trailer to bring your baggage in with you, that's trouble. You got to store that baggage somewhere. You got to maintain that baggage. You got to do. Teams don't want to deal with baggage. They want to deal with performance. Like we said a few minutes ago, shut your mouth, do your job. And you know, and the thing is, there's so many angles and there's so many pieces to this thing. I mean, Colin Kaepernick has every right to speak his mind. He has every right to be free. He has every right to say what he needs to say. He has every right to stand up for what he believes in. 
And at the same time, there's guys that, that have done a lot worse in the NFL as far as actions that they've taken and, and verbal and physical abuse and the Greg Hardys of the world and the Ray Rices of the world and the Adrian Petersons of the world and how he treated his child. So, you know, we have seen all of this. We have, we've, seen, we've seen what inaction in the NFL can look like. So how do we go from here? How do we make better from here? Where do we go from? I mean, I believe, and this is my thing, I see the flag differently than Colin Kaepernick does. So at the basis of everything, we're different. Because when he looks at the flag, he doesn't see what I see. I see a country that's supposed to be equal. I see a, con- I see a country that's, e- that's supposed to be equal, no prejudice, no sexism, no racism. We talked about that before. When I look at that flag, I think of my grandfathers. I think of my great uncles. I think about my parents. I think about everyone in my family that came over to Ellis Island. I think about my, my, my Spanish heritage, my Italian heritage that built a life for themselves in America and were able to get here and do things and they struggled, but they got to where we are today. And I thank God every single day because I wish they never had to struggle, but everything that they went through got us to where we are today. And everything that I'll go through, will get my children, my grandchildren, my great grandchildren where they are today. And there's only one place that you can do it the way that we do it is America. And, you know, maybe there are other places where you could get certain things done. I know Spain has a lot of camaraderie, but, you know, it, it's, it's just I see the flag differently than he does, and that's the basis of it. It's not just about the flag. It's about what's going on in our country. Now, if I stand up for – if I stand against police brutality and then I also stand against cops getting killed, I'm not for anybody dying. So, you know, it's, it's just you have to you just have to thread the needle pretty much because I'm against cops getting killed. I'm against cops, you know, going up against unarmed people. I'm against racism. I'm against profiling. I'm against the attacking of any human being for whatever reason. I'm against that. And in the same sense, you know, I, I understand free will and I understand you want to talk about something, you want to discuss something. I also know that what Colin's doing could inadvertently make things worse. So, you know, it's it's like, how are people going to take what you're doing? It, there's so many layers to this thing. I don't think Colin Kaepernick is a bad person. There's just so many layers to this, and I think that, you know, an NFL team has to sit down with him and discuss it. But I can't imagine how, how the NFL can let Pac-Man Jones play football and not consider Colin Kaepernick. Because to me, Colin has committed no crime, where Pac-Man Jones has been charged with at least 14 of them. So that's that's where, you know, I say, if you're going to take one guy out, how does a guy like Pac-Man Jones survive in the NFL if you will not let Colin Kaepernick play another down? It's simple. It's real simple. Adam Jones has had his problems, his challenges, but they were his and his alone. He didn't try to bring along thousands of, of people with him. He didn't try to get an entire movement going. And we, we addressed this last week about Kaepernick's girlfriend. If you look back at his stats, they coincide. There's a decline that starts to happen when he hooks up with this young lady. I'm not going to give her name. You can Google it if you want. But his performance declined and his political movement was ramped up tremendously. Now, we know, and we've talked about this before, too, that the NFL, not for long, the average is about three and a half years for a player. You know, if you're an elite player, you're going to be in for a long time. If you're not, you're going to be in for less. But the average is three and a half years. He is choosing, and life is about choices. We all have choices to make every day. 
And sometimes we make good choices and sometimes we make bad choices. But he's choosing to use his uh, athletic uh, popularity to use as a plant, as a springboard to a different platform, to a different movement. And that's fine if that's what he wants to use it for. But there's a lot of guys around the league that don't come with that baggage who have the same talent level because of the sharp decline in his talent in recent years who are taking up roster spots because they don't come with that baggage. It's Kaepernick's choice. He's just choosing a way we think is wrong or different or maybe a waste, but it's his choice. Yeah, you know, and and the thing is, you know, uh, the owner of the Baltimore Ravens looking like he didn't want to be hugged by Ray Lewis and comparing that to Django Unchained, a movie about savage racism. Uh, that's it's just that's just a lot, and that's that's just a lot, you know. So I mean, you see you see these posts made by Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend, and you just ask yourself why. But she's a TV and radio personality, and. I'm media by definition, but not by lifestyle. So I don't do things to get exposure, but she obviously does. I mean, she is a radio and TV personality that does over-the-top things so that people will go crazy. And if they hate her, it's still they're paying attention to her. I don't live that world. I'm going to say what I feel and what I think. I'm going to put my head on the pillow at night and be able to sleep. And if I can't do that, then I don't, I'm not doing something right. Where I, you know, I'm looking up some of these things, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, this is to say someone is a savage racist and compare them to Django Unchained because they don't want a hug from Ray Lewis, who was allegedly involved in one to two murders, is kind of an interesting. You know, maybe he doesn't want to be hugged by Ray Lewis because maybe he doesn't respect Ray as a person. Maybe it has nothing to do with color. Maybe Ray, maybe he was uncomfortable in that moment. Maybe Ray said something in his ear. We have no idea of the story. But again, when somebody takes a picture in the world we live in today and they put a caption under that picture, there will be people that will automatically believe what they see in that moment, not knowing the 552 variables that had to do with that moment. And the world that we live in today, you have to tread lightly because when you say something like that, then somebody somewhere is going to go, oh, yeah, yeah, that racist guy from the owner, from the uh, Ravens. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know him. I saw the picture. And this guy might be the nicest man in the world. And if he's so racist, then why is he an owner in the NFL where the majority of the NFL is not white? So uh, to make comments like that, that's when I look at somebody in the media and I say, now you're just doing stuff so that people will talk about it. Here I am on Wake Up Call with Dan Zatora, and I'm discussing it. But guess what? I'm not going to say your name. I'm not going to say your name. I'm not going to say how people can listen and, and reach out to you because what you did was insane. And, you know, it's like me hugging one of my closest friends, Rob Drummond, and I pull my head back because there's a bee in my face, and they go, Dan Zatora hates Rob Drummond? The story at 11. I mean, that... That, that it's it's bogus, but yet, Mike, that is the world we live in today, and that world needs to friggin' spin on the right axis because we need to get things right, and we can't just make assumptions and and bold statements like that, which could which could ruin the life of not only this owner but his entire family. Yeah, unfortunately, we live in a world with the social media and the the expectations and the, you know, oh, it was on the internet, it must be true, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be correct, it just has to be first. If 
you're first on the scene, if you're the first one that said this, whether uh, whether you've got you know a, a real good valid source or not, it doesn't matter. As long as you're first, you know that's what everybody wants. So there's a lot of chances, a lot of misconceptions, there's a lot of twists out there. Everybody likes headlines. Everybody wants clicks. Everybody wants likes. Everybody wants all this stuff. You know what I want? I want to win a fantasy football championship. And if you're a guy, I don't care what your political affiliation is, if you're not going to help the team, you don't need to be on the team. So, you know, even if Kaepernick did sign, it would have to be an extreme circumstance for me to even consider putting him on my fantasy team. I would take a Kirk, Cody Kessler, a Mitch Trubisky, or a Patson Lynch, or a Josh McCown, or a Mike Lennon, or a Trevor Simeon, Brian Hoyer, Jared Goff, Sam Bradford. I'd take any one of those guys over Colin Kaepernick. And those are the bottom six or seven quarterbacks on my ranking. Yeah, you know, and, and the thing is, I think he'll end up somewhere. I mean, I think he'll get an opportunity. I think that I think that he should have an opportunity when we look at his talent and we look at what he's capable of. Like I said, listen, what he was going into the Super Bowl against the Ravens is, Ravens is very different than what he became in the second half of that game, in the following season, and subsequently after that. So, have we figured out Colin Kaepernick? I don't know. It looked like they have, but I still think that he is more – he has earned the right, especially with the slim pickings that are out there in free agency right now, to be on some team somewhere to work to get things done. The, the thing that's an issue, and, and he's got to think about it this way, his girlfriend is essentially minimizing opportunities for him because if he had an opportunity with Baltimore, it doesn't exist anymore now. I mean, to make a comment like he made that, uh, thank you, to make a comment that, that he made like that, or that she made like that, I mean, you're looking at the fact that Baltimore, as long as this guy is the owner, which could be now until forever, you know, with his family and whatnot, you're never going to be on that team. And now owners around the league were already concerned about you, but now they know what your girlfriend is willing to do and what she's willing to say. So now they might be afraid of the repercussions of being around you or calling you in at all just because of your girlfriend, which has nothing to do with your play, nothing to do with you. So he needs to take a long, hard look at this and say, is this woman, is she really worth all of this trouble? Is this, I mean, if I'm in love with this woman and this woman is my life, then power to you, brother, and love, love, love is love. And love is awesome, and roll with it. But if if you're looking at her going, you just cost me not only one job, but maybe 17, maybe three, maybe five. I mean, she you have to think about this. She doesn't think before she acts to say something like that. And she's going back and forth with Ray Lewis. It's not like Ray Lewis is going, oh, I love this lady. So, you know, and Ray Lewis was in the picture. So, I, I, I mean, she to do what she's doing right now, the NFL might not be blackballing Colin Kaepernick, she may be blackballing Colin Kaepernick because it, the longer he stays out of the NFL, the longer she can push her message, and the longer she can push her message, the more people are listening and watching her. So the longer she keeps her boyfriend unhappy, the more money she gets. That's how it looks. Yeah, there's a there's a parallel in another sport right now. The closest thing I could find that would be similar to this situation Look at the LeVar Ball situation. This is a guy in basketball who is concerned about his own brand, his other kids, his shoes, his mouth, his NAU team, anything but progressing his his son, who just got drafted number two overall by the Lakers, as he called and predicted. You know, the guy's, his kid's a good ball player, okay? But LeVar doesn't need to take all the credit. So this is another thing. The difference here, 
baggage. The difference is, Ball has the talent to supersede any of that baggage. His talent outweighs the baggage that comes with his dad, LeVar. The, the Lakers are going to put somebody on LeVar, tell him to take this office, sit down, shut up, do your job, <laughs> you know, as your father, root your kid on, but don't bring any more attention. He's already brought undue attention to his kid. Well, this is the same thing with Kaepernick. Bringing on that attention, there's always somebody else in the picture who seems to be influencing these, you know, anybody that has these challenges. And if we just let the athletes play, you know, these are people, you know, these professional athletes who, no matter what level or what sport they're at, they've probably been the best player that they know in their respected sports. So all their life they've been praised, told how great they are. You know, if you get enough people, enough yes people around you, pretty much you're going to start to believe everything. And then somebody close to you in your life comes in and they start spitting something you may or may not agree with, but you're going to go with it whether it risks your position or your job or your career or not because you love and trust those people. So hopefully for, you know, the balls this works out and hopefully for Colin Kaepernick this works out. But it looks like it's not working out so well for Colin Kaepernick right now. No, and, and Jason Whitlock of Fox Sports 1, I, I want to mention what he had to say. He said, quote, Kaepernick is making it very tough on himself to get back into, in, to get back into the league because of the people he's associated with. And this goes off of what Mike and I are saying. He said, I've said it from the beginning. If you're an NFL owner, if you're an NFL head coach or some type of executive, when you start discussing Kaepernick or bring him into your environment, you run the risk of all the people around him accusing you of being a bigot. Steve, Steve Bishotti, the owner of the Ravens, has done the right thing being transparent, showed an interest in Kaepernick. No good deed goes unpunished. Kaepernick's girlfriend tweets out this picture. It's it's." analogizing Steve Bishotti to a slave owner from Django and Ray Lewis to a slave. This is racist. It's over the top. Somehow we're standing for this. The Kaepernick's girlfriend can do this to people for no reason. Then Steve Bishotti made the mistake of showing an interest in Colin Kaepernick. It's exactly what we're saying. So, and it is, it's racist. You people forget that you can be racist against all different colors and walks of life. And and it is. This is a racial statement, and and like Steve Bish- and like uh, Whitlock said, he said the only thing that Steve Bashotti did wrong was that he showed an interest in a guy that that every she wants. She's saying my you know my boyfriend isn't allowed in the NFL. They're blackballing him. Yada yada yada. And then the one guy who shows an interest in him, you call him a racist. So. It doesn't look like you want him in the NFL. It looks like you want to just propel your message further and further, and your message is not going to fall. The people that are following you down this road are not going to follow you any farther down this road the moment that somebody says, Colin, I like you. So you went to a, you know, you found a white owner and said, he doesn't like Colin Kaepernick. And you know what? Now he probably doesn't. But that's not because of Colin Kaepernick's color. It's not because of his message. It's not because of anything other than the fact that you did what you did to him to keep your message going. She is running the show. And the people that don't see that are in... uh, To me, if you cannot see that she is running this show and that she is saying she wants Colin to be in the NFL, but she's doing everything to keep him out of the NFL, if you can't see what that means and how that benefits her, then you're not looking close enough. Yeah, you got to follow the money. No matter what you do, you got to follow the money. And obviously, it's more lucrative for her to not have him play so she can keep this steamrolling thing going. She can, you know, get more political influence, 
get more contacts, get more likes on her page, get more views, get more clicks, get more people talking about her. And, you know, I'm glad we're not mentioning her, her name, but people are going to go look her up. And that's fine. I get it, you know. But at the same time, I can't respect somebody who's purposely bringing somebody else down. And that's what I really think is happening here. And that's my opinion. I'm entitled to my opinion. Dan, you're entitled to your opinion. Everybody else is entitled to their own opinion. But, you know, from a fantasy football perspective, perspective especially you know this is this is tremendously bad for Colin Kaepernick ever to be on a fantasy football team and the reason why is it's looking tremendously bad for him to be on an NFL team now I don't know if he wants to travel to Winnipeg or Toronto or or Vancouver one of those places to play in the CFL but there's not too many NFLs throughout the world Colin you got one company that you can work with, 32 different departments or divisions. They're each individually owned. And when you burn that one company, you, you know, if they kick you out of the building, guess what? If I got kicked out of my building at work, no matter which of the 32 departments I worked in, if I got fired, they probably wouldn't want me back. Well, that's what's happening here. And it, it, unfortunately, you know, for Colin, they have cause. And that cause isn't necessarily performance to make the team, but it's performance where his performance isn't such that he can justify all that additional baggage. You know, there's a lot of guys that catch a lot of breaks in the NFL. They have multiple issues, guns, arrests, DUI, drugs, uh, domestic violence, all these things. And there's a certain level of tolerance commensurate with the player's ability to perform on the field. If a guy is a special teamer, been in the league two years, and can't crack the starting lineup, and I can't even pronounce his name or give you his jersey number, if some of these things happen to a guy like that, he'd be cut. We wouldn't even talk about it. We wouldn't even know. The guy'd be bagging groceries next week somewhere. But, you know, there comes a certain point where the the actions outside of football are counterbalancing the talent that can be provided or the actual gains that can be made by an NFL team by your participation. And when that happens, then the outside world affects your inside world. Guess what? You're done. You're fired. And you're not coming back. Yeah. You know, and, and in all honesty... I, like Mike said, you know, we're entitled to our opinion. And, you know, for I don't run out and just say, hey, you're a racist. You know, when somebody says the N-word in front of me, I go, mm, you're probably a racist. You know, I mean, that's that's how I look at it. You know, I've, I've heard WAP, which is the Italian word for the N-word. I've heard spick, which is the Spanish word for the N-word. I have been called or been around both. And my life continues. That person is ignorant. I don't need to punch them in the face, but you know, they, they are what they are. And I'm not going to, I don't just run around willy nilly saying you're racist, you're sexist, you're this, you're that, you're prejudiced. Oh my God, you're this, you're this, you're this. I can't, I mean, that's not the life that I live and it's not a life for you to live because you might be making money right now, but you're not going to be spending any of your time with anybody as you get older because, listen, these people, you know, you might have a lot of Twitter followers, but if you don't have a lot of actual friends, then, you know, like, I mean, you look at it. you got 2,000 friends on Facebook. How many of those are real friends? Three? And I'm telling you that those three people, when you're out there willy-nilly screaming everybody's a racist, those three people, if they truly are your friend, they're coming to you and going, sweetheart, hmm do you think that's the best thing for you to do? Do you think that's the right decision for you to make? You're trying to, I mean, are you trying to really do something good for somebody? Or are you just trying to, to keep something going and the fire is about to go out? I mean, the thing is, it's the irony of saying, I want to put the fire out and then throwing more, more wood on the fire and more matches 
it, that's just so ironic. I don't want this fire to be here anymore. Hey, put another match on there. So, you know, you have to look at what people do out of the goodness of their heart and for the right reasons and what people are doing for money and exposure. So if you're somebody that does things and says things just for exposure, I can guarantee you we're not going to be friends, but I'll pray for you. And for the sake of Colin Kaepernick, I hope he gets his stuff straight when it comes to the people that he surrounds himself with and what the actual true story is because there's one person that knows why they're doing what they're doing and for what reason they're doing it, and that is that per- that lady. And he thinks he knows, but he might not know everything, and if he knows everything, then he has to make a decision. I don't want Colin Kaepernick out of the NFL for the rest of his life. I really don't. Somebody like Johnny Manziel, he ruined it. He ruined it for himself. I don't think Colin Kaepernick is out of the NFL yet, and I hope to God that whatever needs to happen happens for the good of everybody and that we know that all lives matter, that everybody's important, and it's not racist to say all lives matter because all is everybody, and if you're fighting for equality, that would be all. So, you know, I think everybody's so touchy in the world we live in today, and what it really comes down to is I want Colin Kaepernick to get an opportunity. I want cops to stop getting shot. I want police brutality to stop. I want all of that stuff to stop. I want Colin to be back in the NFL, and I want to be talking about is he a top 30 quarterback, a top 20, a top 15, and I don't want to be talking about how he's upset about things happening in this world that I'm upset about as well because I want them to stop happening, and I also don't want somebody screaming out that everybody's a savage racist because that does the world no good, and if everybody's a racist, no one's a racist. That's how it ends up. So we'll take a step aside here with a fast break, and we will come back with more in Fantasy Football Friday discussing some of these players and and some things we're taking away as we're getting closer and closer to the first game of the season. This is a wake-up call fast break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue, in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. That's the live feed. If you're on the live feed and you haven't become a member, crazy that you wouldn't. It's free, number one. Number two, only members can chat with me in the live chat room, and only members will be emailed every single time the show goes live, which literally makes it extremely easy for you that you could go onto your phone, you get an email, it says, would you like to listen live to Wake Up Call? You click yes, and it streamlines you right through to the live feed, and all you got to do is sit there and listen. You open your email, you sit there and listen. That's all you got to do. MixLR.com 
backslash wake up call DT. I want to thank all all of the new members that we got this week. I want to thank the over 13,000 people that are interacting with us on Facebook and the tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that do it every 28 days on Twitter. Numbers are not everything. It's just good to see your support and it's good to see you going after something positive. If there were three of you, I would thank you for being positive. And there's three million of you, I would thank you for being positive. Because if you're following my show, it's it's not it's not for negativity. We're positive. We have faith. We believe in God. I want to make you laugh. I want you to have a good time. I want you to think outside the box and see other people's opinions just as I do. And, you know, give the best you got. So if you're listening to the show, I would venture to say that you're probably a nice person that's probably done a good deed for somebody in the recent future, the recent past. Probably did it three minutes ago or five seconds ago. So I want to thank my listeners. I want to thank my supporters. And I want to thank you for backing somebody in the media that's positive. God forbid. I know that you thought we didn't exist, but I am your white whale, and I love you very much. So here in Fantasy Football Friday, uh, to round out every Friday show, I'm in, I'm in the thick of things right now with Mr. Mike Sofka, and uh, we are co-hosting Fantasy Football Friday for you. Mike, we have discussed the Colin Kaepernick saga. We have discussed how you can't look at, at a guy like Corey Grant who might be returning punts or, or kicks and say, well, he had eight carries for 120 yards and a touchdown. He had 15 yards of carry. you got to go out and draft him. You know, Obviously, you have to be very smart in how you look at the preseason. But with that being said, is there anybody in the preseason, like a Stacy Coley who came out of Miami playing for Minnesota, is there anybody that, that has stuck out to you where you said, you know what, maybe take a flyer on, on this guy? Have, have there been any guys that have stuck out at this point? There is a guy that I've kind of got my eye on. He doesn't show up on the depth charts anywhere. He's on the Philadelphia Eagles, and his name is Greg Ward. He used to be a quarterback with the with Houston, and a lot of quarterbacks that transition a receiver or tight ends are usually pretty good. But if you got a guy with speed that knows the route tree, knows the quarterback's expectations, knows what the quarterback is thinking, now this guy doesn't even show up on a depth chart yet, but by the end of the year, or if you're in a dynasty league, this is a guy you want to swoop in on. You know, there's a, for, for every one of those, there's guys that you're counting on, though, as well, that are going to disappoint you. So, you know, I have lists of my top tens in each position at my website right on there. I, I post them for free. You can check them out. You just I have my top ten overall, and then I have my top ten at each scoring position offensively for fantasy football. So, you know, there's, there's you know, go there, find out what you, what you need to know, and I update that every week or so. So, you know, there's a... There's a way because stuff happens. Injuries happen. Injuries happen to guys, and injury happens to a guy that's in front of another guy. And in the NFL, a lot of times it's next man up. That's why a lot of times, like we hear these issues with concussions and Tom Brady's, uh, you know, wife Gisele making comments about concussions and so forth. You know, there's a, there's an old school. If you're an old school player, especially, you know, you don't come off the field because if you come off the field, there's going to be another guy on the field. You might not get back on it. Now, I know I just opened up Pandora's box here with that conversation, but at the same time, just pay attention. Watch these preseason games. You can watch preseason games on NFL.com. You can watch them on the NFL Network. They'll replay them. So just pay attention. You don't have to watch intently. Put it on while you're doing something else or while you're drafting or something. You'll be surprised at what you can catch just by keeping your eyes and ears open. It'll benefit you greatly if you just you know, participate. And while you're participating... Pay attention. Look around. Listen. Listen to our our thing here on Fridays. 
you know, pay attention. These things are going to pay off down the road with the players we're talking about, with the insight we're talking about. And if you can find yourself in a situation where you've trained yourself to pay attention every day, not just on Sunday when you're setting your lineup, but thinking about things, looking at other players nobody else is looking at, that's how you're going to win in fantasy football, and that's the attitude you need to take. So hopefully you're listening to us. Hopefully you're going to the website, and hopefully we'll be able to continue to shine light on these players that, you know, are kind of flying under the radar or guys that not everybody's thinking about. I'll give you another fine example here. You look at the situation at wide receiver in Chicago. You know, you look at Chicago and you look at their quarterback situation and you're thinking, well, there's not going to be a good quarterback. There's not going to be good receivers there. Why well, beg to differ? Kevin White got injured most of last year, and he's like a forgotten guy. He, he might be a number one receiver, but he's going to be the number two receiver behind Cameron Meredith, who also came aboard. So if Glennon or Trubisky or whoever it's going to be can at least get them the ball, there might be a surprise situation with Chicago's ability to run the ball behind Howard and Langford. So those are a couple things. Kevin White's a forgotten guy. Everybody's hot on him last year. He didn't do anything last year, so he has no representative stats to compare him to other players. So a lot of guys, they've dropped out of his mind. Well, here you go. I brought him up for you. Draft Kevin White. Steal Kevin White in your draft. You're going to be surprised. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's interesting that, that, Mike, that you say Kevin White because if Kevin White stays healthy, that's the thing. If Kevin White, out of West Virginia, playing for Chi-Town, if he stays healthy, he's a number one because everybody – I mean, Elshon Jeffrey's gone, Eddie Royal getting injured all the time and all this. Yeah, what the Chicago Bears used to be, who they used to have at wide receiver, they don't have anymore. They don't rely on anymore. So Kevin White is that guy that's just kind of sitting there that, you know, was – I mean, they drafted him when he was hurt. They drafted him. They took a flyer when they drafted him in reality. So if you draft him in fantasy football, it will be no big news to him and nothing new to him because in reality he was drafted by taking a flyer on him. If you draft him in fantasy football, you're taking a flyer on him. But he's he has every opportunity in the world to be number one on the depth chart for Chicago. So, you know, Cameron Meredith – He's another guy. He's awesome. He kind of built like a tight end out there like a wide receiver. He's another guy that I'm like, why would you pass up on Cameron Meredith? You could probably get him in like the fifth to seventh round. And in in some of these drafts where people are just – you know, aren't paying attention to, to some of these new names and focused on where's Elshon Jeffrey now, you can get him in like the eighth round. I would say seventh for Cameron Meredith for sure. If, you know, if people aren't doing research, that's why we tell you to listen to the show. I know that you listening to Fantasy Football Friday and listening to Mike and I is going to put me in a situation where I have to be on my A-A-A-A-A-A-A game because I'm telling you the secrets. I'm telling you what to know. I'm telling you who to look out for. I'm giving you people that you haven't thought of. Mike is doing the exact same thing. We are putting ourselves in a situation that could be a detriment to us to help you so we have to be on the ball and ready and prepared because we're preparing you to the best of our ability. So don't take this information for granted and make sure that you always are listening live every Friday, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, live so you hear it first on MixLR.com backslash DT every Friday, 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and that you go to wakeupcalldt.podbean.com backslash mobile and that you download the app so you can get all of these episodes of Fantasy Football Friday. And you can also catch them on the Fantasy Football page of wakeupcalldt.com as well. So plenty of places to look. The iTunes Store, iTunes Podcast, Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. Download that for free. 
you have no excuse. You have multiple avenues to prepare for fantasy football, and we're helping you do it. I want to go to the quarterbacks. There were two quarterbacks that faced off against each other that I think that I think had a good showing. And Deshaun Kaiser, he had some time out there. 11 of 18, 184 yards, one touchdown, no pick for the Cleveland Browns. Right now, he's maybe the third-string guy. You got Cody, you got Brock, you got Deshaun Kaiser. If things go well for Cody and, and Brock, Deshaun could have an entire season under his belt to sit and wait. But with Cleveland being the way that Cleveland is, I don't overly anticipate that that will happen but at the same time you know I'm looking at Deshaun Kaiser saying he had a pretty good outing and Ryan Nassib my guy who I've been talking about who I covered at Syracuse who I've said over and over and over again he's going to spend like what two three years with the Giants and then they're either going to keep him and make him the future after Eli Manning or they're going to let him go to a team who's going to be smart enough to snatch him up and guess what Drew Brees has existed past the test of time but one day there will be a time where Drew Brees says, I'm not playing anymore. And Ryan Nassib has the opportunity to be right behind him. He had a pretty nice outing, 10 of 14, 110 yards, and a touchdown. And, you know, so I thought that that was, was worth note quarterback-wise that there's some guys out there that could be your number twos. And if you're in a league like mine, you get a team quarterback. And that's a benefit to you. You don't have to draft Mike Glennon and Mitch Trubisky of Chicago. You get them both. You get the Chicago Bears quarterback. So in a situation where Ryan Asib could consistently improve, that's, you know, obviously you want to go after Drew Brees, but if, God forbid, something happens at all, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with Ryan Asib. And then in the case of Cleveland, dare I say this, Mike, I think Cleveland has three starters potentially. If Deshaun Kaiser continues to grow and excel, Cody Kessler I don't think is a bad one. And Brock Osweiler is trying to show that he can get it done. So you got three quarterbacks on one team that could start potentially, any three of them. That's a good situation, probably the best situation that Cleveland's had since they came back in 1999. Yeah, I think Cody Kessler is the best equipped quarterback there right now in his position. But the guy with the most upside is definitely Kaiser. I think Brock Osweiler is going to be the middleman out. I think his contract is too heavy. I think there's going to be another team that's too desperate at quarterback. And if Cleveland is loaded, like like you know, like it looks like, and I don't know about loaded, but I mean they have some guys that could potentially start. But if there's value there, they need to take what they can get, especially dumping a contract like like uh, you know that huge contract that he comes with. I mean, when when you're looking at the numbers that Brock Osweiler signed the contract for with Houston. That was near the top of the rankings for quarterbacks, and this is a guy who played just a handful of games. So I think Denver did the right thing by letting him go, and obviously that shows because Houston unloaded him right away. You know, sometimes, you know, if you, you, the only thing I could say this to is you ever go grocery shopping, you're in the produce section there, and you're looking at the fruit, and some of the fruit is bruised. Are you going to take that bruised fruit home? No. But you're probably not the first person to pick up that piece of fruit and notice the bruise, and you're probably not going to be the last. Well, that's the thing with Brock Osweiler. There's some bruises here. This is a guy who did not perform very well in Houston when he was given a tremendous opportunity. And when you're a quarterback in the NFL and you have the opportunity to play with a defense like Houston's who's not going to put you in trouble, as a matter of fact, they're going to gift 
you out of trouble, you should excel in that situation, and he just didn't. So I think Brock Osweiler's damaged goods. I think his life is short in Cleveland. I think he'll end up somewhere else. Cody Kessler will be your starter through midseason, and Deshaun Kaiser will end up taking over. Yeah, you know, and, and I do. I think if Deshaun Kaiser continues to excel, I cannot. I just cannot fathom why the Cle- – I mean, Cleveland has made literally horrible, like, horrible, atrocious dec- you, atrocious decisions. Mike, I'm going to say this to you, and you're probably going to agree with me on this. I think the best draft that the Cleveland Browns ever had was in the movie Draft Day with Michael Keaton. <laughs> or Kevin Costner, pardon me. You know, Kevin Costner in Draft Day – that, that was probably the best the Cleveland Browns have ever drafted since they came back in 1999. And they, they would have been well-informed to follow that draft to some extent. And, and in a way, you kind of felt like they were going to when they were playing and toying around with Johnny Manziel. And it was like, no, you take him. No, you take him. No, you take Okay, we'll take him. So, you know, but at the end of the day, the only team dumb enough to take a massive contract for a quarterback that didn't show out was the Cleveland Browns. I mean, Houston must have made that phone call. It's like making a phone call to the girl that you know. If if everybody says no to you and you break up with your girlfriend, this is the girl you can call at 3 o'clock in the morning and be like, you want to come over? That I mean, that's literally that's the situation. Houston called up Cleveland and was like, hey, you got nothing better to do with your life. Do you want to come over because you have no self-esteem? I mean, that's, that's how I feel about Cleveland taking Brock Osweiler. Why in the F, with a, with a salary cap, this isn't the friggin' New York Yankees, why would you take a $16 million contract on a player that was overpaid, that didn't do a good job, that wasn't a strong player by any stretch of the imagination? He got replaced by Tom Savage. And the only reason why he got back into the starting role is because Tom Savage got hurt. So this is just, I mean, it is so beyond stupid that Cleveland, I thought Cleveland was taking him for a half of a millisecond to let him go. I thought they were taking him as trade bait to send him somewhere and get a bunch of draft picks. They got a, they got a, and the thing that's so funny is Houston gave Cleveland a second round draft pick, like, hey, thanks for taking Brock Osweiler. I would say to Houston, I want all of your draft picks. I want everything. I want half of your house. I want to have stock in horses. I want to have every, you know, I want to have, if when Houston Texans, when your owner opens a barbecue restaurant, I want 51% of that restaurant. That's what I want. Because to me, why, why would you take Brock Osweiler? Why would you do that? Anything other than a good Samaritan deed was insane. So I don't know why he's still there. I thought he was trade bait, so I don't know what the heck is, is going on with them. But I will make mention of a couple players that, that I want you to take a look at. Some you might think, some you might not. We'll take a step aside, final step aside of the show for a fast break. And we'll come back after the great Central and Upstate New York, New York supporters speak with you. We will speak with you. Mike and I will round out the show in just a moment here, and I'll give you my thoughts on a couple people to look out for. This is a wake-up call fast break. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is located on 3680 Milton Avenue in the Home Depot Plaza. It is your family-friendly sports bar and restaurant. Folks, some sports bars aren't family-friendly. Some family-friendly restaurants are not sports bars. The Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, is proud to be both. 
It is that marriage that you've been looking for for years. The Wildcat Sports Pub is your home base for your sports bar and restaurant needs, games for the kids, indoor and outdoor activities, and enough things on the menu to come back every single week and get to try something new. They're open Sundays from noon to 8 p.m., Monday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m., and Thursday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to midnight. For reservations and party information, call 315-487-2222 for the Wildcat family-friendly sports pub and restaurant. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, live on location at the 6th Annual Willow Street Foundation Golf Tournament. If you don't know what Willow Street is, get to know it. The Willow Street Foundation helps underprivileged children in central and upstate New York by raising money to get them education, an education that they would not have the means to get to. The Willow Street Foundation provides resources and opportunities to underprivileged children so that they can have the lifestyle that should never have been taken away from them in the first place. We don't all have millions and millions of dollars or thousands and thousands of dollars at time and sometimes hundreds of dollars. We all go through tough times in our lives. We all go through different things. Some of us it's with money. Some of us it's with death. Some of us it's sickness. Some of us it's, you know, finding the right person or being in the right situation or searching for the job, whatever it may be, God tests everybody. I can't tell you why. I just know that it happens. And when it happens, you need to know that you have support and you have a community that surrounds you, that loves you. So with that being said, the Willow Street Foundation surrounds Central and Upstate New York. They support and they love people all throughout this community, in the North Carolina community as well and beyond that. I want to thank Mark Jones. I also want to thank... Uh, Mr. Lyons, and and for everything that this entire group has done with the Willow Street Foundation, for the work that they have put in, and for how much they care, and what they're willing to do to help out children, they they need to be thanked every single day, and I am overly honored and privileged and just thankful to God to be here for the 6th Annual Willow Street Golf Tournament, and to be here at the Lynx City Village. It is a beautiful day. The sun is shining. I am in the shade broadcasting my show, and I have cool breeze that's hanging out around me. So I'm in good shape, folks, and I am a silent auction connoisseur. And so right after the show ends, I'm going on this silent auction like you have never seen before. I'm going ham on this silent auction. I'm going to be all over the silent auction more so than you saw Julius Peppers and Michael Strahan on people, okay? I'm going to Bruce Smith this silent auction is what I'm trying to tell you. So I'm very excited about that coming up in a couple minutes, but not before Mike and I wrap up Fantasy Football Friday live on MixLR.com backslash DT live on location at the Willow Street Golf Tournament, 6th annual at the Links at Erie Village. So awesome. Got people signing up for Fantasy Football here, and we have a couple spots left up in Syracuse, New York. Saturday, August 26th at noon and 5, Sunday, August 27th at noon and 5. All four drafts will take place at the Wildcat Sports Pub, and every event that we do centered around fantasy football will happen at the Wildcat Sports Pub in Camillus, New York, on 3680 Milton Avenue in Camillus, right inside of the Home Depot Plaza. So with that being said, let me give you a couple notes here on some guys I want you to watch. I want you to watch Stacy Coley. 
I want you to watch Stacy Coley from Miami, who's playing with Minnesota right now. I made mention of him. Delvin Cook, I already know that, that you're going to go out there and draft him, but I just kind of want you to keep a, a close eye on him. Jonathan Williams for the Buffalo for the Buffalo Bills rushing. I'm going to pay attention to him. I'm also going to pay attention to this Nathan Peterman, former Pittsburgh quarterback situation with Tyrod Taylor because I find it interesting how Buffalo – was kind of with Tyrod, but then not with Tyrod, and and I just I feel like I feel like there's this love, not so much love relationship with Buffalo. So I'm going to pay attention to that as things go on, and the fact that there's a lot of guys running in Minnesota, but but obviously you know you really want to lean on somebody like uh, like a Delvin Cook, and if Latavius Murray isn't a, isn't a hundred percent. You know, you got to remember, there's some other guys there, Bishop Sankey's there and whatnot, if you have to get really, really deep and dig. But I would say Stacy Coley of Minnesota, Delvin Cook of Minnesota, pay attention to them. I know that you're hyped out of your mind about Delvin Cook, but you still have to watch him play because there's those flops, there's the duds that everybody talked about, and then there's those really good players that nobody talked about. I remember drafting Fred Taylor in his rookie season out of Florida to Jacksonville, and I remember drafting him. He was in my fantasy football book on the right-hand column in a blue box, and he wasn't ranked. There was rankings of like 80 to 100 running backs, and he was in this blue box that said rookies. I drafted Fred Taylor. I got laughed at by the majority of the room. I believe that that year I went to the Super Bowl. I believe the year after I won like 14 games. So go with your gut and pay attention and make sure that you're looking into these players that that we're speaking about. And even outside of that, we're not going to get to every single person. There might be somebody that runs a little bit low on the radar. So just make sure you're paying attention. In Baltimore, make sure you're paying attention in the rushing game for sure. Taquan Mizell is there. Terrence West is there. Javoris Allen is there. Bobby Rainey is there. We don't know who's going to be the guy in Baltimore. So you definitely want to watch Baltimore because – He's going to be one of 32 starting running backs once we square off in week one. Terrence West has shown that he can't do it. Javoris Allen has not stayed healthy. Bobby Rainey did well for Tampa, but they never took advantage of utilizing him as much as they should. And Mazel is there right now trying to find his place. And at the same time in Washington, Samaje uh, Samaje Perrin is there, Perrin is there, and Samaje is somebody that's, that uh, Mike had brought up. He's another guy that I'm looking at in Washington because I'm not expecting Matt Jones to do anything. And Robert Kelly is another guy that I think is going to fly really low on a lot of radars because I don't think a lot of people know the former Tulane running back. So, you know, there's there's running backs to definitely watch out and seek. I think D.D. Westbrook of the Jaguars is another guy that could go in round 17 of your draft. So there's a bunch of names out there to pay attention to. I'm going to do my due diligence, and I'm going to go to NFL Network and watch the playback of these games over the weekend. You should as well. And you want to play back this episode of Fantasy Football Friday? Well, you can do that by going to wakeupcalldt.podbean.com backslash mobile and downloading the app. You can also get it on wakeupcalldt.podbean.com on your desktop and your laptop. And you can get it on iTunes, Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. Search that in the free iTunes podcast portion. And on WakeUpCallDT.com's fantasy football page. If you follow me on Twitter at CallDT, it'll be posted there. If you like the page Wake Up Call DT on Facebook, it'll be posted there as well. And Mike Sofka will be posting it, and he'll have it connected with Hall of Fame There are so many ways for you to interact with us. 
Do not waste a second of it going into your draft, during your draft, after your draft, and throughout your entire season. And in all honesty, you might just want to have the buds in your ears, and you might want to be listening to our show while you're drafting. That could help you out and pay dividends. So have some fun with it. Have a good time. Mike, as always, it's it's a huge pleasure to have you on the show. Hall of Fame Fantasy Football, if they join right now, they get they get a big discount for being a part of it with you. You guarantee them a place in the playoffs. So what else do you want to say before we round out for the day? I mean, Hall of Fame Fantasy Football.com is where they go. What should they know? Yeah, you use code Orlando40, Orlando40, all one word. You get 40% off any service that I offer there. I have a wide variety of services for, services for every price range and for every bit of commitment you want from me. You want more from me, it's going to be more money. And that's okay because I guarantee I'm the only guy out there that I guarantee you'll make the playoffs in your league. So if you're new, if you're trying to get over the hump, I can help you. Let me help you. Go to HallOfFameFantasyFootball.com, enter code Orlando40 for 40% off any service. That coming from Mike Sofka. And, Mike, as always, it's a pleasure to have you here with Fantasy Football Friday. And in general, we have a lot to discuss and a lot to go over and a lot of games to watch over the weekend. So I know you will be, and we will, we will you know, somehow be watching them together even though we are in different places, and we'll see each other soon enough. So God bless as always. Thank you for all the hard work that you're doing at HalloFameFantasyFootball.com and here on the show, and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Sounds good. Thanks, man. See you next time.